Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about making history by making us try to learn the names of far too many women. Like, have we really not done 32 women before? Every year, it's a newer, bigger number. And every year, a new torture. But also, Billie Eilish? Billie freaking Eilish? I, I'm honestly not sure if this is a boon for The Bachelor or an indication of a fall from grace for Billie. I I think they've been listening to us. We're like, you need less stock library music. You need more like bops (laughs) in there. And they're like, fine, we're going to go big. We're going to go Billy. Joining us to break down Joey's season premiere of The Bachelor is friend of the pod, Jill Chin, who you may recognize, of course, from Clayton's season, Bachelor in Paradise. Jill, welcome to the pod. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to break down the season. I feel like every year I'm like, this is it. This is the last season. And they draw me in again. So here I am. Yeah, we and- keep calling you. We're like, Jill, please come recap with us again. It's Happy like, to all do right. It. Twist <laughs> They're my dragging arm. me back. <laughs> Look, moth to the flame. I know. Why do you think we've ended up covering this show for now like a decade? We're like, we're done. This is it. No, we're never done. Yeah. Before we get into today's recap, just a quick housekeeping reminder, we have bonus podcasts over on our Substack, Rich Text. And this week, we had a really fun time chatting about the frankly stunning end of the season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Just like knives out level of uh, detective work. Okay, on that note, let's get into Joey's season. It opens... With a cold open. The cold open is back. We were like, maybe this is just something they're doing for Golden Bachelor. They're leaning all the they way learned. in. They learned that this lends the show a feeling of like elevation yeah. and narrative intention. They're like, it's been like 20 years since the start of like 
prestige drama, let's start to finally use some of the toolbox (laughs) of that genre in this. We see Joey crying quietly on a beach. It's clearly finale day. He's waiting on, like, the beach platform. His jaw is working. His eyes are full of tears. A white SUV is driving away. It's silent until a quiet song begins to play. And yes, it is Billie Eilish's When the Party's Over. The camera zooms in on the final rose. And then it pans to show us the producers and crew sort of milling around the set as Joey walks away from the proposal platform. He seems drained. He seems emotional. The words, The Bachelor, unfurl over a lingering shot of the final rose. We have a clip of a bit of what this sounds like. I mean, the the song with Joey's deep sighs and then the crash of the waves. It's just, it's so good. And then all of a sudden, everything rewinds. We get little clips of the whole season. Oh my God. Two months earlier. I was like, wow, they watched the finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And they were like, this is art. Yeah. We need to do this. There's something going on in the whole reality TV landscape. And I do think that Bravo is driving it where they're like, we have to get into flashbacks. We have to get into like non-chronological storytelling. We have to mine that for maximum drama. Jill, what did you think of this opening? It's such a departure for them. Oh my God. Honestly, even just hearing it back, why was I tearing up? Like, (laughs) why was I right there with him? The song, definitely, the Billie Eilish of it all lends itself to like, oh my God, this is really serious. This is cinematically beautiful. I'm hooked. But I was honestly emotionally invested in that moment, which is very rare. Usually I'm like, all right. Night one. Night one's always a little, you know, we're, we're working things out. But this has got me a little excited. I think you're exactly right. It's like usually night one is kind of boring. We're all half watching it. We're like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. The intro pack. Yep. Okay. This guy's looking for love. And these 24-year-olds really want to get married. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. But no, you're dropped right in. You're like, oh, shit. I have to pay attention because something of a a great magnitude is going to happen to our romantic lead. And I feel like they usually try to accomplish this with, like, some combination of trailers of the season and the host being like, this is the most dramatic journey a Bachelor has ever had, and maybe something will happen at the end that we've never seen before. But first, and, like, this is so much more effective at making you feel the stakes. You're like, oh, I see where he's going to be in two months. And it's it's real. He's really feeling things. I also feel like something's going on with, like, Billie Eilish specifically because her one of her songs is also the theme song of the new True Detective season. Obviously winning awards for that, like, emotional sequence in the Barbie movie. Everyone was like, wait, Billie Eilish brings the emotion. She will tell our audience exactly how to feel. And this is how I finally learned uh, what a Billie Eilish song was. So, yeah, I'm cool now. I'm getting into pop culture via The Bachelor. 
Uh, Welcome, Claire. <laughs> so we're deposited, of course, two months earlier. The standard, like, perky Bachelor episode one music is playing. Joey is zooming down the road on a motorcycle. And it's, like, standard, like, black bucket motorcycle helmet. I did not know he was a motorcyclist. Uh, good for him. And he's like, I have full belief I'm going to find my wife because I was in love when I did this with Charity. And then we get, like, a dark vignette filtered flashback to Charity dumping him. Oh, the heartbreak. He moved back to the Philadelphia area to be closer to family, to recover from this. I'm like, Joey, I thought you were Hawaiian. What's going on? They really want us to forget (laughs) that they tried to frame him as Hawaiian. That is so bizarre. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, I think they went a little hard on the Hawaii thing. And then they were like, he's really just a guy who's lived in Hawaii (laughs) for like six months to a year. But they play into the Hawaiian stuff a lot later. Like, yeah, one they have it with the women. Yeah, they do. But it's like the budget maybe didn't afford we go to Hawaii and film <laughs> B-roll. The budget afforded let's go to Philly, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're doing Philly. And we get a little bit of him in Philly with his parents and his hot sisters who are there to really support him and tell him how cringy it is to watch him make out with so many women. And they're like, please improve I love your his technique. Sisters. <laughs> I love the idea that it's fine to watch their brother make out with women as long as he's doing a really good job, in which case they're cool with it. Yeah, don't embarrass <laughs> the family. Yeah, they gotta. They, they want him to represent them well. We get some slow-mo shots of Joey playing tennis shirtless as he says that he wants a loving, long-lasting relationship like his grandparents. He wants something loving, fun, confident in their own skin. He says, I'm definitely ready to find my wife. I believe him. He's like, I just everything he says. I do believe him. Yes, Joey, absolutely. He really has just an earnestness about him that you buy. And I, I wonder if it's just the fact that he's so not, a former football player, yeah. which is just the total energy that you get from like 99% of bachelors. They're just like very square jawed <laughs> and very football oriented. Joey's Joey's a fan of the softer sports. I I I'm I'm trying to protect my heart a little bit because I feel like it's looking too good. And <laughs> I know eventually he's going to screw up and we're going to have to deal with that. But for now, I'm enjoying like the buy-in. I feel like I haven't been this bought in, not even on my own season, to be honest. (laughs) I haven't been this bought in maybe ever. That's the thing. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's hard to remember a time when we felt this way at the beginning of a season. And it's, it's like we're enjoying it. Joey arrives. He's in a dark teal suit. Bold choice. Great color. Love it. Mm-hmm. The driveway is wet as hell. It's shiny. It's time to meet those ladies. Jesse Palmer greets him. It's weird to me to see Jesse Palmer talking to a bachelor who doesn't look exactly like Jesse Palmer. We've had a bit of a <laughs> run. A great point. Yeah. It's been a <laughs> we have. Years. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I really can tell the difference between you two. This is a new feeling. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel. Joey's like, I have those first night jitters, but I've done this before. I hope to give the women that calmness and confidence when they come out. That if they keep practicing, they can smash a serve right over the net. You know, it's all about practice. He's so encouraging. <laughs> yes. Jesse says that Joey is making history because there are more women than ever. 
I'm like, is that really Joey making history no. or no. is that the show forcing Inan history upon Joey? Like, why do they always have to say you're making, it's either most dramatic or you're making history. So we're making history in this like menial way. I don't really care if you're making history. It doesn't make me want to watch it any less, you know? <laughs> Like, it's right. not a selling point either yeah. way. It's like, I, move along. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird to say. And I, also, didn't Matt James have like like 35 women or something? Oh, but they came later. So they oh didn't count. They weren't it's real. semantics, but, yeah. <laughs> right. No, it's so true. They just are so desperate to like get a point on the board that proves this season yeah. is different from other seasons that they're just like adding literally one woman and... Mm throwing a little party over it. Like, no one cares. Um, The first limo pulls up, and out comes Lexi, first out of the limo. She's our 30-year-old digital strategist. She's in gold sequins. We see a lot of sequins this season, Mm -hmm. a lot of metallics. She does a very basic entrance. She's like, I'm from Toronto. I only came because of him. But we get more in her package. We see her saying that she had full body chills when she found out he was The Bachelor. And then she says she always wanted to be a mother, but she suddenly started having these health issues. And she has an unnamed health condition that means she might not be able to have kids. Why don't they just say endometriosis? Yeah, she's very open about it. She posts about it all over her Instagram. I, I mean, I assume maybe there'll be a conversation about it later, but it's just like a weird thing to be like, these health issues... In amorphous health issues. They could right. be anything. Resulting in potentially infertility, which is like kind of a lot of things. Like, yeah. You could have any illness. I don't know. Yeah. It's there are a lot strange. of things that can affect. It's like, very weird the way they're dancing around it. I was like, I think yeah. most women know what endometriosis is at this point. Yeah. I couldn't tell if, are they like nervous to talk about it? Why? Are they trying to make you wonder so that they can save it for another conversation. I don't know. I thought it was odd. You just can't do that in this day and age because I can literally just look at her Instagram and I immediately Yeah, like we knew what the health condition was when we did our preview episode and had never (laughs) seen her on our televisions. (laughs) They do a little wiggle to shake out the nerves together and then it's time to meet Rachel, who is 26, an ICU nurse in a gauzy black dress. And this is the beginning of something that I came to find very amusing about Joey's entrance greetings is that he's always trying to like guess or figure out what their entrance is and then like preemptively compliment them on what a great job they're doing with it. Mm. So before she even says her name, he's like, you have something behind your back for me. And she's like, yes, I'm Rachel and I do have something for you behind my back. You you called it. I was like, calm down, Joey. Let her do her thing. She tells him she's originally from Honolulu, and what she brought him is a kakoina lei to put around his neck. And she says, hopefully his next lei will be one they pick out together on her island. Yeah, Rachel seems actually Hawaiian as yeah. opposed yes. to Joey, a Hawaiian tourist. <laughs> yes. Next out is Maria, who is wearing a very complicated and unconventional daring dress of sort of black gauzy fabric that's like draped over her breasts and then held together with like a beaded strip at the waist and another at like the hips and there's a lot of skin exposed in different places. I loved this. I thought it was so different than what we normally see in these gowns. It was interesting. I was I was googling like 
trying to figure <laughs> out who the designer was of this dress. I'm sure someone will drop us a link in our DMs. Um, but it stood out to me. I was like, this is some good fashion. Mm. Also about her entrance, the flag. Yes. It was blurred because... She lifts her hand. She waves a blurred <laughs> Canadian flag as the show pipes in, oh, Canada. Why is it blurred? Why is it blurred? What's going on? Is yeah, I have many questions. Like, was it a branded flag did, in some capacity? Did, Are they offended by Canada? Did Canada, Canada reach out and say, we don't want to be represented on your Associated. show? Associated. We're not Tough. going to allow you to use the Canadian flag. <laughs> We're putting in a copyright claim. <laughs> there's a really massive uh, representation of Canadians in this cast. I noticed that. Usually there's one. Maybe like yeah. a token. There's always yeah, one token. maybe two. There, I think there's like five. There's a lot. I think they're trying to replicate success because Canadians do so well on this franchise, as we noted mm. in our cast bio episode, like Caitlin Bristow, Vanessa Grimaldi, Blake Moynes. A lot of winners. <laughs> come Katie Bigger. Katie Bigger, a lot of winners come from Canada. They're like, there's something in the water up there. They're all so ready to settle down (laughs) with someone they met on a TV show. We've got to get more Canadians on here. And Maria is our first. uh, No, she's actually, she's our second Canadian representation out of the first three women. We're already two (laughs) Canadians. So... He keeps trying to, like, talk to her already while she's doing her little bit. He's like, let's get to it. Let's talk. And then we see her intro package. She's showing us around Kleinberg, Ontario. I thought this intro package was also interesting because it doesn't really feel like a Bachelor intro package to me. No. No. It feels like she's doing, like, a TikTok hottie, like, aesthetic video or something. And it was yes, just- like the the denim on denim posing at the water. Like it was also this did like, not. It was too well shot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't iPhone footage. It was like 4K <laughs> with the gimbal. Like this was. I was like, did they send? I a feel crew? like the iPhones can can do that now. Yeah. She's probably doing like oh, cinematic wait. mode or something. Like yeah, what? Like everyone's a professional influencer now. That we used to get like <laughs> weird grainy photo fo- yes. like footage of a girl walking on the train tracks, being like, I just want to find my husband. And now they're like. Four different outfit changes shot beautifully and artistically. Yeah. Know how to pose. We know she's a film buff. I mean, she's like vamping in her tiny strappy baby doll dress. She's pouting Mm -hmm. as she tucks a flower behind her ear. I was like, I feel like I'm on TikTok right now and not watching The Bachelor on ABC. And then she we see her like talking with her dad, who was also kind of a (laughs) curveball. He's like, I literally Googled. I was like, is he a rock musician that I don't know about? Does he, like, I, he was smoking a cigar. Just like chilling, smoking a cigar. Like, he may have had a button or two open on his shirt. Like, he was just cool. Like All black, shirt open, like bracelets and a cigar. I was like, this is giving, like, washed up rock star to me. Yeah. I was, like, convinced he was famous, and then I could not find any information. Same, because I <laughs> did find a photo of him and Vin Diesel, and I was like, oh, maybe he's famous. But then I realized, no, it's that Maria was actually had, a, like, a very small bit role 
in oh. 2005 in the Vin Diesel film, The Pacifier. She was like a little kid in what? it. And so th- these photos must have been from like her parents being with her on set. But they're all over her Instagram of like her dad and Vin Diesel. I was like, <laughs> I have this is, I need more on this family. I need a hometown. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, I'm intrigued for sure. Much to unpack. She says that she was very affected by her parents' split, but now she is ready for a serious, committed relationship. She is wearing a flower behind her left ear and she tells him it's because she's all in. This is, of course, a callback to what Joey did with Charity when he met her. He put a plumeria flower behind her ear to sort of symbolize that she was beginning this journey of openness. So just a little Hawaiian flashback. Next, Erica comes out. She is in a green satin dress and she is dancing to Latin music and invites him to like dance with her. They dance a few steps. And we get her intro package. She says her mom is Dominican, her dad is Cuban, and she grew up in this home which was full of love and dancing, and she's ready to teach Joey to dance the same way. Joey seems ready. He's like, I got to take lessons. I got to get on your level. (laughs) He's into it. This is a man who believes in lessons. He's like, yeah, sure. I support adults taking lessons and activities. He's read 10,000 hours or whatever. (laughs) He's like, I believe. Next, we have Autumn, who has a very literal entrance. She's in red sequins. As she exits, she throws two handfuls of fake autumn leaves in the air as she walks toward him. And Joey says, there's the entrance. Like, you nailed it, girl. He's constantly just like, you did great. That was great. You did an entrance. Mm -hmm. I see you. (laughs) And she says that a favorite season says a lot about a person. He says his is spring or summer. It's rough. Awkward. Oh, I mean, most so people's bad. favorite season is is autumn, I feel like. So she had like she had to feel like the odds were good. It's a safe bet. But also, did he not know that those were leaves and this could <laughs> potentially like he what d- he did not take. <sighs> yeah, that was pretty awkward. I did feel bad. But he's honest. Yeah. Yeah, he's telling the truth. I I do feel like he just wasn't putting the pieces together there. Like, he was like, she's throwing autumn leaves. Now she's asking me what my favorite season is. What is my favorite season? Spring, probably. Like, he's not. (laughs) um, And she she says, well, I'm disappointed, but I hope that you'll fall to love autumn. Okay. And she introduces herself. Hi, I'm autumn. At this point, he has finally puzzle piece Mm -hmm. things together. So we have our first... Our first group of women, and we're going to sit with those for a minute. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to meet, I don't know, like 28 more ladies. I'm losing track already. <laughs> Can you keep up? I like love it. Trying to eat a little healthier in 2024? Hungry Root is here to rescue you from short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. Take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know you, your goals, and how you like to eat. Then they'll keep your needs and preferences top of mind and start building your cart with delicious recipes and all your grocery needs for the week. I love a quiz. 
Plus, Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of super easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten in the back of your fridge. And the best part is Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. I have been using Hungry Root for years. I am truly obsessed with their vegan chickpea cookie dough, chocolate chip cookie dough. Truly, I used to go through like cartons of this stuff. It is so good. (laughs) Just a shout out to that. And also, it's been really helping me with my resolution to cook more and not lean as much on takeout in the new year. It's a lot of money. It's not healthy. And I love with Hungry Root, the recipes are easy. I can get a real dinner on the table without breaking the bank or, you know, dedicating all of my time to it. Absolutely. And now I'm dying to try that vegan cookie dough. So thanks for the hot tip. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners. 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash LTSI to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash LTSI. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Emma, what's the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would it be sleep? Would it be get a delicious pastry from the bake shop around the corner? Would it be, I don't know, get some actual writing done? Yeah. Read a book. I mean, my list is extremely long these days. There are not a lot of hours to spare. And, you know, a lot of us do spend our lives wishing we had more time. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and actually make it a priority. Yeah, this is something that I am often working on with my therapist. It helps you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop-off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in, in those spare moments when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class, I can do something that gets my heart rate up, and it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. 
lomoves.com, code LTSI20. And we are back, and it's time to meet Kelsey A., our New Orleans project manager who comes out in a lime green rhinestone maxi dress mm. and some like chunky, very 90s core uh, shoes, like platform Th- shoes. Those are they're back almost in like a big jellies. Way. Yeah, yeah, they're very back. And once again, Joey calls out that she is hiding something behind her back before she has a chance. <laughs> I wrote Joey, like, let I them see cook. it. I get it. <laughs> I get what you're doing. And great job. Keep going. She whips out a voodoo doll. She's like, I brought something to make sure that you fall in love with me. And she gets a little intro package to talk about how New Orleans is just full of bad boys. And she wants a nice boy, not like the boy she meets in New Orleans. And she also reveals that she looks up to her parents' love story, but her mom died a few years ago. And now she wants her own family. Back on the pavement with Joey, she kisses the voodoo doll. And Joey's like, I felt that a little. My question is, how is this allowed? Like, in an enthusiastic consent paradigm, like, can you kiss a voodoo doll of someone else without their consent in advance? I mean, it seems like a borderline case to me. I mean, honestly, this is a good point. Like, are you giving enough respect to that voodoo doll? Right. And its personhood and its boundaries. Yeah. And to the person who is going to be affected by what you do to that voodoo doll. Well, exactly. It's a whole package deal. It ripple effects. Yeah. This is opening a whole can of worms. I don't know if Kelsey and Joey are ready for this. But he does get to keep the doll. Next is Krissa in a sparkly navy gown. And he compliments her dress. He's like, it's so elegant. The train, too. She's like, stop Mm. it, Joey. Immediately. I'm like, this is a man who grew (laughs) up with sisters. This Mm. is a man who has seen his share of women's formal wear. And I commend him for that. Yeah. Everybody who walks out of the limo, he's like, they they walk out, you look great. You look beautiful. (laughs) Like the compliments are flowing and it's really nice. But I feel like when you're walking out, you're like, you have a script and you're like, I can't mess up. Like, he's throwing me off. Yeah. But I love Chris. Let me get this out. Yeah, Just right? let me do it. Let me do it. But her energy was so great. Yeah, I loved her. I really felt like, to me, she immediately read as an oldest sister. And he has, mm. like, I know he's the middle brother, but he has baby brother energy to me. And so there was, like, such a funny, like, familial chemistry between them when I saw them together. Like, she was just, like, immediately, like bringing that big sister energy. And he was just like, oh, yeah, amazing. You're great. You're so cool. Like, I really look up to you, sort of, like, style energy. And she tells him that it's her yes year. So her answer, if he had a question for her later, would be hell yes. Then we get some quick exits. Chandler doesn't all be there for you, Joe, because, of course, they are Chandler and Joey. Marlena says she wouldn't be there for anyone else. Star has him help her open a box with, it looks like sort of toy butterflies inside that sort of flutter to the ground. And he's he's so consistent. He's like, I'll remember that. The butterflies, really beautiful. Seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you also notice how he keeps trying to repeat all of their names back yeah. to them? So that he'll remember them later? I was like, this he is, is a pro so move. determined Joey. to do a good job. And like, he's so... <laughs> 
desperate to like reassure all of them. Like you might think that that bit fell flat, but it didn't. I thought it was amazing. Like you did incredible. You nailed it. Like that was the best performance (laughs) you could have expected. It's adorable. Although I have to say, I up until this point, I'm I was kind of underwhelmed with the limo entrances. Like normally we get so much cringe and so much like, you know, there's trucks and there's you know. It seems bigger, big budget. Yeah. This this was giving everyone kind of walked up and said something, which was like cute. Maybe they had a little gimmick, but I was kind of missing some of the cringe. Yeah, they, it seems like right. they they, they did them. Like, they sort were of like escalating yes. up to the end. Yeah, they yeah. did. They didn't do like a highs and lows of of stunts mm-hmm. in this way. I also like at this point wasn't expecting as many stunts because I feel like Charity's season was very light on stunts in the exits. I remember being like. Why are there not more stunts? Yeah. And I mean, they all blur together at this point, but I'm pretty sure that was Charity's season. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I was no giving memory. me this look like, oh, <laughs> seems <maybe>. right. <laughs> um, but I remember thinking that they had like given up on stunts as a big part of night one and they're back. It just takes a while for that to it get does. going. Yeah. They're warming us up yeah. before they dive right in. And really, I think kind of the turning point is the sisters. Yeah. We get just, like, a a few quick ones, and I think the cringiest quick one that we see is Sam saying that she saw how excited Charity got after the fantasy suites, so she knows he's the whole package. And Joey just Uh, looks, like, very uncomfortable. He looks so mortified. Yeah. I think he he was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, like, what can I I say? I just feel like... He really wasn't the audience for the overly sexual jokes. I mean, most people are not, but like, I really don't think Joey was. Especially, I mean, that's not even like a sexual joke so much as it's, I mean, it's a joke, but it's also just like a commentary on what she assumes his sexual performance to be, which. (laughs) And also his sexual history with a particular person that he's now like worked to get over. It's just like, it's, I don't know. He's like engaged to his association. Yeah, it's, it's a little awkward. Um, but then we do get to the sisters and we've been eagerly awaiting the sisters because how are they going to play this? Right. And they do not have them come out together. Allison comes out first and says that she comes from a family where she's used to doing a lot of sharing. And so she's ready to do some sharing as part of this season. He's like, oh, do you have a big family? And she says, yes, she has three siblings. I was like, is that such a big family? That still seems kind of in the realm of normal to me. Yeah, yeah I was like, that seems medium on the higher end of average, I guess. But yeah. like not, it's not what I would be like, wow, but huge family. Yeah, No, it was a little awkward when she was like, yeah, just three other people yeah. besides me. <laughs> She's it's like, oh, there's great. a woman on this season with eight siblings. So, yeah. So, four, Allison, please. Uh, She is the youngest. She has a sister and two brothers, she tells him. And then we get a bit of her intro package. So, my older sister signed us up, and we just thought this would be a really good experience to try out together. It's definitely going to be weird. I'm not going to lie. Nobody expects to date the same guy as their sister all at once and for the whole world to see. It's so nice to meet you. Can we look forward to chatting more inside? I think to the first night, we're not going to tell people Lauren and I are sisters, especially Joey. I would kind of like him to not know from the beginning and make his own kind of opinions of us as individuals. That lasts for like three hours. Yeah. Oh. Spoiler alert. I was like, I, I expected it to go on like throughout the season. 
Yeah, they they talked a big was, game. They were like, we're not going to tell anyone. And then they just had a lot of fun pretending not to know each other for like an hour. And then they're like, <laughs> all right, guys, you got us. We're related. And, and like, everyone's we like, don't. we didn't. We were not paying attention to we you We were not thinking all. about you. Um, I love the way that they, that they did this intro package with the romantic music suddenly being like, because I think... <laughs> yeah. This is one of those moments where I just am like, ah, oh, the power of music. Because you don't have to make that into a funny thing. They have had siblings on the show, twins, many times without mm-hmm. acting like it's so weird for them to date the same person. And suddenly now with these two girls, they're like, isn't it so bizarre that they would go on this show together <laughs> as sisters? Mm. And I'm like, I don't know, guys. You have a pair like most seasons at this point. But they want it to be like a clown thing this time that they're sisters. Mm. They often do a clown thing with twins too, to be fair. But it it plays differently because yeah. they're like introduced separately and not as a package deal. Yeah, yeah. I thought that that's why I thought they were going to play on it more. Yeah, you know, it seems really intentional to keep them apart, but. I don't know. I mean, everyone needs a little night one. Maybe they, during night one, they're like, nothing's really happening. We need drama. Yeah. We need something exciting. Yeah. Why don't you tell them, you know? I mean, I will say we get a totally different kind of drama and storyline out of having sisters versus any of the twins we've ever had for Bachelor and Bachelorette, which I thought was interesting. But Lauren is out next and... In her in the moment, she's like, if Allison kisses Joey, I need to know right away so I can go do it immediately because I should have done it first as the older sister. That is the moment that I was like, Allison will definitely be kissing Joey first. 100%. Like, you just gave producers all the ammunition that they needed to make that happen. Also, I was just, I was like, oh, we said, or I said, that it would be problematic for Joey to prefer the younger sister. And it turns out that Lauren has the exact same attitude, but it's from more of, like, a Jane Austen viewpoint of, like, the younger sister mustn't be out in society while the older sister is yet unwed. (laughs) Yes. Uh, she says, like, biologically, she needs this Yeah, more. I mean, that extra two years is a killer when your biological time clock is ticking. <laughs> so she challenges Joey to beat her at shotgunning a beer, and Joey immediately lowers those expectations. He's like, you're definitely going to beat me at this, and she does. I don't even know how it's possible to drink a beer as quickly as she drinks that beer. She's a professional. <laughs> It was excellent. I loved watching every second of it. This was like the part where I liked Lauren the most. When she first came in, I was like, this Mm -hmm. is fun. This is weird. She's like talking shit. She's confident. She's sarcastic. Joey loses dramatically. He, He burps. They both laugh. I was like, what a relatable guy. And in her, in the moment, Lauren is like, I knew I was going to win, and I did. It was easy. My reign continues. I love it. I love that too. Because she was like, what really matters here is my cred as the reigning (laughs) beer shot gunning queen. It's really less about impressing Joey. And that that begins to like Paul a little bit because it seems like that is sort of universally her attitude towards being on the show, which is this is about me winning. It is not about Joey. It is just about whether I'm beating other people. (laughs) She and Allison inside pretend to introduce themselves to each other as if everyone is watching them closely, which they are not. It was kind of good, though. <laughs> They're having yeah, fun. I was buying it. it. 
It's it's for them. They're doing yeah. their own thing. They're they're pre- flexing their skills. Yeah, one of them is like, I think we could really be best friends. Yeah, we're doing best friends for us. <laughs> so funny. Jesse then checks in to see what Joey thinks of the first half of the women and reminds him that Leia will have a very special card from after the final rose that will change everything. She uh, is the one woman that he met on that after the final rose special. And she was told that this card would like reveal something to them on the night of the premiere that would shake up the journey. So they've been waiting a while to a few days, at least to have this information that they're all on tenterhooks. Then we see Caitlin, the radio chemist from Santa Fe who exits in. I love her. Oh my God. It's like a shocking pink beaded chiffon jumpsuit. Yeah, it's it's like a two piece. I think I think there might be like a pants I saw a element pant situation, right? It's a pants and then some sort of like over mm. over shirt, like tunic that's kind of drapey mm. or like a cape. Maybe it's a jumpsuit with a cape. I couldn't exactly yeah. tell. There's a lot. But of it was excellent. Drapey, flowy bits. Really beautiful and just so different than what we usually mm-hmm. see on the show. It's so not a pageant dress and I loved it for that I feel like even five four or five years ago if a woman wore like a jumpsuit or a really unusual fashiony dress she would almost immediately get cut (laughs) because of how like bachelor men especially the kind of men who are the bachelor tend to view daring fashion which is just like that's not sexy enough I guess and I love that there was a lot more adventurousness on this episode and it did not seem to phase Joey like I don't think that it played into him He's like, an evolved man. Yes. Claire. He's like, I love how you're exploring your artistic side through fashion. That's so sexy to me. <laughs> we also learn that Caitlin is a radio chemist. And she is carrying a tray with a chemistry set on it. And she's like, We're, we have to do an experiment to see if we have chemistry. Joey does have to put both his goggles on and hers because she needs two hands to hold the tray. And then they do a little experiment where he like, Pours the vinegar into the baking soda volcano. (laughs) (laughs) And it it explodes everywhere. I I thought it was a really delightful entrance. The only, the problem with it is that then what do you say? She's like, well, I guess we have chemistry. Anyway, see you later. (laughs) Yeah. It was a little, it did read a little awkward to me, but I thought the sentiment was really cute. The act was really different. It was like, there were little cute moments throughout that. I actually thought the best part was when he had to put on her goggles and he was like, I have to make sure I don't mess up your hair too much. And I'm like, that's all I need to know. We definitely have chemistry. (laughs) Boyfriend material. (laughs) So cute. Uh, So next, Kelsey T comes out in a bodycon red dress. She's stunning. Inside, meanwhile, the women are whispering, wondering how many girls will show up. I believe we have a clip. How many more girlies do you think I need to show up? Probably 20 to 30. I think 25 to 30. Girl, that's so many girlies. I was like, girlies discourse has reached <laughs> oh the Bachelor. Goodness. We've been waiting. It happened. The girlies have arrived. There it's, are no girls here, only girlies. This is Gen Z entering, like aging into the Bachelor. Yes. yes. Yes, there's a lot of women who are on the cusp now. It's like a whole mix. But that Gen Z energy, we feel it. We feel it permeating. I mean, there are some 23-year-olds. I feel like they... Oh, and they're... No, they're definitely Gen Z. That's what I mean. It's like a mix. Yeah. It's a mix. Post-9-11 babies. Oh, my God. It's crazy. 
It happens so quickly. Elderly. One day you're yeah. the ingenue, and then suddenly you're the haggard crone in the corner looking at all of those <laughs> children. Yeah, I do feel that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and all the years that we spent being like they're not girls they're women the women of the bachelor and now gen z Mm -hmm. is like we're girlies actually (laughs) a go-kart then screeches up to the driveway and does a donut and joey's like nice a donut nice you did great (laughs) (laughs) it's just so amazing me it's truly like it's it's so important to distinguish like he's not like a high school football coach he's not like a, a college basketball coach or soccer coach he is like the person who is teaching young kids or retired seniors how to volley at the net like yes he's like you you did amazing let's try it a few more times no don't beat yourself up you're doing amazing like this is only your second day of tennis lessons why don't you come back for another session after your dolphin swim tomorrow like that is like <laughs> that is the kind of coach he is that is what they need to have for like every season of the bachelor mm-hmm. uh anyway so this is jen Jen is in pink glitter, and she says she had to race over so quick when she found out that he's the bachelor. And then she's like, I don't think anyone can top a go-kart. And I'm like, really? You don't think anyone can top a go-kart? You're like, Jen, that's the perfect oh, invitation for everyone following this. you to top a go-kart. And on that note, we're going to think about that for a few minutes while we take a quick break. And when we get back, the rest of Joey's Winning. Can you keep up? I like So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should. Learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. 
Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks. And it's been really helpful because my French is not good. But now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back. And of course, a boat pulls up carried by a trailer immediately after the go-kart. They always do that, don't they? And it's Jess. Jessica. Jess. Jess. Jessica, who goes by Jess, in a glittery jumpsuit, who says, I heard you were looking for a new relationship. (laughs) And Joey's like, Nice. I got it. Nice one. And then uh, we get a glimpse of Lauren, who is very quickly becoming like light night one villain because they got her to just say a bunch of mean things about other women's entrances in in her ITM. She's like, that boat is corny. So I would have felt like a dumbass if I came in with that. Okay, Lauren, thanks for your your input. We then get a bunch of fairly quick entrances laney comes out with cheese whiz and asks joey to come on a journey whiz her Woo! Yeah. edwina that was a little tough yeah that was it was rough it was rough i was like i see why yeah. you just showed 20 seconds of that or 10 seconds of that and then we're like yeah. right on to edwina i feel like yeah. producers were like digging deep into their their you know their brainstorm session like scribbles it, of, like ideas it was their d list idea they were like it was the d list yeah. yeah yeah they were I've like laney's not gonna oh no. i've been there take this urn okay. <laughs> what am i gonna do hey that made an impression the cheese yeah. was uh, i forgot it i would actually go yeah. urn over cheese whiz um, i would <laughs> They looked at you and they were like, she's not going to go for the cheese whiz. We're going to save that for a couple of seasons. Uh, Edwina brought a dish for him to try, which she calls a taste of home. Samantha throws some raw like pizza dough at him and says, now she hopes he knows, quote, I'm the one that you need. There's like a whole subset of the entrances tonight that are just like, taking the opportunity to use the kind of pickup lines that in real life you'd have to wait for like a very specific moment to use. They're just like, what if I introduce a ship or some dough or cheese whiz and then I get to make this very punny pickup line that in real life you would have to only use if you happen to be making pizza together, you know? Yeah. But it does does a lot of stretches. Yeah. It's a real, I mean... It doesn't feel authentic because they just introduced the prop and to make that pickup line. But yes, then we have Taylor, which is maybe the worst one. To be it, I, I was horrified by this intro. <laughs> she throws like a giant heap of what just appears to be satin fabric. And then as Joey slowly tries to stretch his wingspan in order to figure out what this thing is, we see that it is a 
giant bra that like why should yeah. this exist it's like, like a bra for the statue of liberty like, it's, <laughs> yeah. and i felt so bad because he said he's like is this wedding related like he yeah, thought it was like, like a lacy wedding dress no joey <laughs> no. He, I, look, he didn't he didn't ha- frankly have the distance from it to properly <laughs> see what it was like it was too much fabric to see it <laughs> so bad from his vantage point and she's like no it's a bra because i'm here for the massive support. I'm like, what? What? The massive support. Is that, it's is that not, a thing? That's not, like a, that's not like a concept. Like you're yeah. here to, su- to support him. This fa- failed on so many, it was so many bad. levels. Because the massive support is like not a thing that features mm-hmm. on the show. Or that I've ever even really heard used as if it's like a, a catchphrase of some kind. Like, it would have worked better almost if she just threw like a bunch of regular bras and was like, I'm here yeah. to support you. Yeah. Yeah. They they went in a slightly different direction. But I feel like, you know, this is really a good um, metaphor for falling in love because sometimes, you know, when you're too close, you don't have the perspective to see that what looks like the perfect relationship for you is actually just a giant brassiere, you know? And maybe that's the lesson that Joey can take with him on this journey. Marlena then says that she thinks some of the stunts were a turnoff and kind of raunchy and strange. Thanks, Marlena. I'm sure you did think some of them were too raunchy. And And Marlena is our resident Trump staffer for anyone who's forgotten. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did forget that. Okay. She'll yeah. be all over Fox News condemning the raunchiness of The Bachelor. Can't wait. But the editing oh, so then much. implies that the entrances she's referring to are Kira, who asks if he wants to hear something crazy, and then she just literally screams. That oh. was, uh, yeah, that was, was rough. rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes an impression, but maybe a negative one. Uh, Zoe, the artist, who has a tray of partial bananas and asked him which one he resonates with. I did not and like that. I didn't like it either. And then Blessed Me goes for the average one because he's trying to be either humble or I don't know. Yeah, yeah he's like, he's like, this is really weird. So how do I do the least weird thing <laughs> yeah. in this weird situation? And he like tries to make a joke. I'm like, ima- it's like, imagine if a man on this show came up to a woman with like <gasps> a bunch of like you know, circular spherical fruits and was like, yeah, which one? Which one resembles your vagina? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, well, that would be cut. That would be cut open fruits. There. Yes. Well, yeah. that's, you know, that's what yeah, I'm envisioning. Yeah, we- <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm envisioning a vulva test. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which one would you say resembles your lady parts? I just am trying to get sort of a vibe for what's going on down there. I mean, I get that she's trying to be, like, raunchy and fun and take a risk, but it's just so inappropriate to ask someone how, what shape like, their <sighs> genitals are on national I feel TV. like the raunchiness works when it's something like what Caitlin Bristow did, which is, like, make a joke that the person doesn't have to be involved in, right? Like, yeah, it's a joke about the fact that he's a farmer, so she'll let him plow the fuck out of her fields, right? Like, that's a joke that reflects on her. Yeah. And he yeah. just is right. like, oh, oh, wow, yes. that was a lot. This is like, please tell me what your dick looks like. Just, yeah. it's not a joke. 
No. And there's like not, I'm not going to say consequences to the wrong answer, but there are, there is like an inherent reaction to the wrong answer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's like, I'm not going to go crazy here. Maybe just this one. And he picks yeah. like the middle. And I'm like, but what, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible position to be in. Like, it, it, he's just trying to not make an impression because he doesn't want people talking about what size they think his penis is right now. So. And fair enough. Yeah. Uh, now that we've talked about it a whole bunch, let's talk about Kayla. Kayla makes some like orgasmic noises in the limo. Then she exits and says that she was working on her tennis grunts. This then leads Joey to reveal in his in the moment that his grunts are a little different. I, I think we have a clip. This woman walks out. She's tennis grunting. Hers was kind of better than mine. Mine's more like a ee. It's very low. <laughs> Why do I laugh every time at that? Because <laughs> like, that's a... It's a very specific noise. This is such a specific noise. It is. Also, this was a great deflection on his part where he's like, she did great. You know, hers are better than mine. Like, it's such a softening of something that was meant to be very, like, overtly sexual. And it really diffuses it. Good job, Joey. This reminded me, I mean, the whole, like, discourse around women grunting when playing tennis was like, it's so inappropriate because they sound so, like, sexual and aggressive. And there was, like, a debate about that for, like, a long time. And now it's just something that we do bachelor limo exits with. And we're all fine with it. <laughs> then we That's get progress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're sex positive now. Then we get some more tennis-themed exits. Evelyn comes in an umpire's chair, which Joey admits he thought was a lifeguard chair. And I'm like, aw, I guess he's not really playing in Wimbledon too often. but. <laughs> he's probably seeing more lifeguard chairs in his day-to-day life than yeah. umpire's chairs. And she says their game, set, match. Kind of cute. Yeah. Lauren is still getting that mean girl edit. She's now making net rude comments and her in the moment about how the umpire's chair is outdated as an entrance gag, which <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> Are they unfashionable now? Like, what... <laughs> Yeah. Um, fires chairs that's so 2012 <laughs> we then meet our rhode island girly of the season sydney she's the one that owns the vintage store right she, she had really good style on instagram yes. and she's like joey the tennis hall of fame is in fact in rhode island he seems unfazed by yeah. this information i'm not gonna lie she's like as yeah. you know the tennis hall of fame and he's like oh yes mm-hmm. yeah I'm constantly at or thinking about the Tennis Hall of Fame as a teaching tennis professional. Uh, meanwhile, inside, the women are all trying to just find someone who plays tennis. I believe we, we have, have a, a clip. clip. Who plays tennis here? I yeah. never I took, class. I took tennis lessons one. Uh, <laughs> looks like you dropped something. I have a oh, tennis court across the street from my apartment at home, but do we play tennis? I watch it. <laughs> I love, they're like, I've seen a tennis court. Yeah. I've seen it. There's one in the general vicinity. Yeah. In at least 15 miles of where I live. I can there see is a, a tennis court. court from my home. So I have Am a I lot a tennis of expertise. Expert? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But we can't find anyone who like plays tennis, which I think is fine because Joey is yeah. 
He's a, te- he's like, a teacher. Does, does he want someone who's already good at tennis? Like, how would he spend his time for the rest of his life? Also, I don't know if I want my partner to, like, I'm not looking for other architectural historians, you know? Yeah, it's not you like, got to change it up. It's not a requirement, but it, it is the only maybe factoid that they know about Joey that they can really kind of cling on to. Yeah. Yeah, I just think this is a great opportunity to introduce a new woman to the game of tennis because he's not just an expert at playing it, but also at teaching it. And they should all, you know, embrace that. They're like, I'm here to learn from you. Medina is preceded by a torrent of tennis balls, which Joey then proceeds to juggle while waiting for the next entrance, which is a vintage red flatbed truck with a Christmas tree in the back because, of course, it's This was so good. She is in pink sequins. She looks gorgeous. We actually, like, barely see her talk to Joey at this point, but but we got her intro package. Also, just want to note that she gets the, like, full-on fairy tale wifey music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she rolls up. Like, she's she's one to watch. She's getting a very, Mm -hmm. a very good edit. Um, She talks about growing up on a Christmas tree farm and then beginning to lose her hearing at age 17. (laughs) The show, like, immediately switches from sparkly music to, like, sad piano music and cuts to a shot of her looking pensive and walking when she reveals this. Well, that's The Bachelor's favorite way to reveal any emotions. They're like, walk along the shore. Yeah. Stare out into the distance. (laughs) They don't have a light touch with these things. (laughs) No. No. And she says that last year she got a cochlear implant and it changed her life to be able to hear everyday sounds again. But she hasn't dated since getting her implant. I was also sort of intrigued by what they did with her coming into the house. Because I don't think we see this very often. She got sort of like almost an audience stand-in entrance at it where they show her walking in and getting greeted by some of the women. And she's introducing herself like, oh, hi, I'm Daisy. And then we cut right to her in the moment. And she's saying like, oh, I walked in and I was like, whoa, everyone's so pretty. Someone should have told me it was America's next top model. And I was like, they're really trying to like put us in her shoes as she walks in in a way that normally people are just kind of like, we move on from them as soon as they walk away from Joey. So I thought that was interesting. They want us to connect with her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it comes up later too, like, the auditory overstimulation, you know? I think Mm -hmm. this is, like, kind of an intentional piece to get us to buy in. And I'm bought in. Yeah. I like her. You don't have to work too hard. Love her. Also, her baby pink sequin dress is one of my favorite of the sequin dresses. It's great. (laughs) Of the many sequin Of the many sequin. But hers stood out (laughs) is what I'm saying. Yes. In a sea of sequin dresses. I loved this And it really suits her. Like, she picked something that works great for her. Finally, we get Leia's exit. She is in a beaded gown with an envelope in her hand, of course. And Joey says, hey, you. She says that she hopes what's inside the envelope will cultivate their story in a way that's authentic and real to them. She's like, maybe you can, I can steal you later and we can open it together. And everyone's just like, oh my God, I need to know what's in that letter. Like it's psyching everyone out. Leia doesn't know what's in it. Joey doesn't know. None of the women know. Is it a rose? Can she send someone home? Like what is this mysterious, powerful letter? They're all just dying to find out. But first, Joey has to come in and give his his little toast, his opening toast to, to mark the beginning of the festivities. And he tells them like, oh, I was where 
you all were recently. And before that, I was but a humble teaching tennis professional in Hawaii who wasn't even looking for his person. But I took a leap of faith, and now I'm ready to find my person, just like my grandparents. And he toasts to finding his next doubles partner. I felt like he really prepared this speech and, like, memorized it. I was like, he, (laughs) he was waiting for this moment. And then it's time for him to start having one-on-one time so first we see him talk with autumn i mean she's just really connected to him because what do you know her grandparents also were married i mean can can you believe can you believe your grandparents were married my grandparents (laughs) were married it's a stretch again (laughs) i want to love like them she's like I can't believe that you said that you look up to your parents' grandparents' love story because I also look up to my grandparents' love story. It's crazy. Like there's something here. And she they do tells this, they do this every single every season. Every single season. And she afterwards is so overwhelmed. She's like, I'm overwhelmed by his appearance. This human is perfect. I would love to hold his hand again. They're all so smitten with him. Like the women on this season, you can tell that they actually like this man rather than just being enamored of like the position that he's in Mm -hmm. yeah they we get a lot of like i'm only here because it's you like i can't believe it's you i'm so excited that it's you like he is perfect he's hotter than i could have even dreamed of uh erica is next she says his energy is very grounding And she reveals that her family is all settled in Jersey, but she feels she's being called to like a more peaceful environment because it's very draining to be around a city all the time. Is that how you feel, Claire? Are you just, is your (laughs) energy just being constantly sapped by the knowledge that there is a city, Gotham City, just looming (laughs) across the river, seeping the energy from your pores? Yes, I do feel that I'm being called to a more peaceful environment (laughs) all the time. And yet I remain here. Erica, he's like, she's very sweet. She's got this little spunk about her. I accept a dance lesson from her any day. I really loved how we keep hearing Joey's thoughts on the women because mm-hmm. he has like specific observations about all of them. And I feel like we don't he always remember things from about bachelors. them. Yeah. I feel like he's like, we rarely get that. He's paying attention to them, which is nice. We usually he's, get the bachelors being like, she seems awesome and so. Yeah beautiful yeah they're like, all most so beautiful awesome. she's so awesome. beautiful like my wife she's definitely here among this amazing awesome group of women and joey's like that one dances that one's from toronto yeah that one that has spunk one, that one's very yeah. soft-spoken in a way that draws you in it, it really draws me in it mesmerize i find it mesmerizing <laughs> like he's you know he's he's really paying attention i love an observant man He and Jess sit on the boat that she rode in on, and she says that she loves that he has sisters, and he says his sisters are his world. I'm like, yeah, that's the attitude that a brother should have, in my opinion. like The proper deference (laughs) to his sisters. She's like, I want that. I volunteer. I want to be their new sister. She describes basically she's from Tennessee and then she lived in Denver for a while and she like snowboarded and hiked and then she's like I've done everything I want to do here so I'm going to keep going west and now she lives in San Diego 
She was like, manifest destiny is for me, baby. The Oregon Trail? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why are we in West? She's She's in her manifest destiny era. I love that. (laughs) He loves it, too. Ford the river. I guess we must. Oh, my God. I have six oxen. I mean, we can go even further to why exactly really. like I think that's maybe where we're headed. Yeah, that's I mean, why she's here. She's like, how am I going to make that next leap? White the Oregon Trail famously continue. love Hawaii. So, <laughs> so true. Uh, he loves that she's a traveler. They end up kissing on the boat. She seems to want to go back in for another, but his energy is not quite as receptive to a second kiss, so she has to stop herself. But she is very, very, very excited after this. She's like a glow. And she immediately goes back in and spills the beans. I believe we have a clip. God, he is just precious. Like, I hope that you all get the chance to talk to him. He is absolutely amazing. And I dig a little smoochy poo. Oh, my gosh. Did you initiate it or did he? It was kind of mutual. Oh, my word. Oh, my God. Please don't come get me. Is he sober? (laughs) Shady. Yeah, right. So shady. Sober. That's hilarious. (laughs) I mean, I will say Jess does not seem super sober at this point, and increasingly not for the rest of the night. I was like, yeah. yeah. There's always one that that seems to fill that role, and she is, yeah. Yeah. And it used to happen so much more aggressively before they instituted like the drink limits. Right. Yeah, someone would be getting carted out by the end of the night, and now it's just like like, like, falling in the pool naked, and now. Yeah. They're just too loose-lipped. Yeah. Uh, But everyone is kind of unimpressed by this. Medina's like, how do you not read the room? Like, we don't really want to hear about that. It's just so early to do this. Like, she's one of the first people to talk to him. They're all just getting comfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's like, she also, I think what's extra annoying about it is that she's clearly aware to an extent that it could rub people the wrong way because she immediately says don't come get me for this. I don't want to put a target on my back. And it's like, well, then why did you tell everyone? <laughs> it's like, yeah, Jess is, Jess is giving early season flame out villain. Yeah. Energy to me. Yeah. Or just like, how old is she? She, she she's seems like, 24. like a, okay. She seems like a younger soul to me. You yeah. know, I don't know. It's, it's not really giving the best vibes in the house currently. But it could change. You know, sometimes the night oneers, you know. Turn it around. Yeah. Turn having it around. having yeah. seen the season preview, I don't have high hopes. I know. I'm <laughs> but, just like. She, but yeah, you never she know. Just, she doesn't seem, she seems like someone who will say, I don't want there to be drama. But she can't resist saying or doing the thing that will get her involved in drama. And I think that that yes. is going to continue. It, it We may end up on her side you never know but it's clear that she's going to continue to be involved yeah. in drama her yes. rampage has just started yeah and will continue throughout <laughs> the night they yeah. always have to find one in, yeah in her in the moments she's basically just on a high she knows she's starting to piss off the girls but she's like oh whatever i'm just gonna have a little sippy pool wine like the other one will get invites to the wedding maybe you know she's just like i've got this in the bag i kissed him on a boat like, everyone else can leave. <laughs> I also started to be like, has she watched the show? Because 
to to do a victory lap like this never works out Bad well. Omen. This is Brayden, yeah. right? This is oh. ever like more than one woman is going to get a kiss, and so you're good. going to be the only one who handled it in such an embarrassing way, right? Hundred percent, Brayden. Yeah, Damn. yeah. It, may, it, may, it also makes me feel like production was encouraging her because they saw how much drama it kicked up with Brayden, and they're like, "Yeah, let's keep so that true. going." She just seems like kind of malleable to production. That was yeah. the, yes, the energy I was getting. So after this, we see Jen and Joey drive around in go-karts, having a blast. And she's like, you know, I just, I like to have fun. And Joey all of a sudden is like, shit, I've made a grave error with my speech that I practiced 10 times. I didn't mention that this should be fun. I yeah. was so serious. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was so earnest in my in my little toast, but I should have also said that this is for this should be fun and fun is good. And I like fun. <laughs> I do. It's cool. We can have fun together. She's like, great. And then she says that she only came because it was Joey, because she had to put her PA school on hold and she only did it for a real shot at love. She does also claim that she plays tennis and she mm, needs to be the only partner. one. Yeah. We found her. Yeah. We found the woman who plays tennis. Um, do we believe she, that she would only put PA school on hold for a specific bachelor or is the bachelor <laughs> is going on the bachelor worth it? Even if it's not Joey. I mean, it depends. It's a risk. It is a risk. It is a risk. I do but question with off. the timeline, like how many of them actually knew it was going to be Joey before they signed on that dotted line. I don't think they, I don't think many of them knew. Right, right. Like, yeah. That's but, just the way casting goes. I mean, a handful of them probably got cast like last minute. They always have a few. Yeah. But like on the whole, they kind of are going through their archives and their rolling it's a it's a rolling admissions sort of situation <laughs> with the bachelor yeah <laughs> next we see him giving medina a tennis tutorial with a giant oversized tennis ball he keeps putting his hands on her waist which is very exposed by her dress cut out so she really thought this all out very well in advance and he's like medina has a competitive spirit that's exactly what you want to see in a doubles partner and a partner in life <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, All right. I, like, you know how you always want your romantic partner to be competing with you in every yeah. aspect of your life? Yeah. Well, maybe it's like doubles and you're that. competing, you're competing together against, against the world. The right. world. Right, right, right. Every yeah. other couple. Stock market. You know, yeah. 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 So it's, it can it's be a hustle culture power couple situation. Right. Yeah. What we're going for. Every dinner party you go to, you're you're like, we're going to be the top couple there. They will know our dominance. <laughs> you're just ranking everyone you go out with. You keep a little spreadsheet in your phone. You're like, I'm sorry, we're, we have to pause dinner. We have to put down our ratings for the evening. We also get some quick glimpses of him meeting some of the other ladies. Sydney says she once made the record for the most free throw shots at a Florida bar. Samantha reveals that she's from Nebraska. Star reveals. <laughs> <laughs> that is something to reveal. Yeah. God forbid. The breath. <laughs> Star reveals that she is happy to be here. Edwina <laughs> reveals that she loves to express her love through cooking. I'm just sticking with reveals. Yeah, these are just mm -hmm. a whole yeah. bunch of shocking revelations, <laughs> as you can imagine. Yeah, 
Lainey <laughs> reveals that she has a puppy named Luna, and Krissa says she wants to go golfing with him. Chandler compliments his eyes. Joey's doing his best to take this all on board, but he's like, I'm really a one-woman man, so it's really hard to have 30 beautiful women all, you know, trying to date me at once. It's so difficult. Uh, Joey, it's going to be a rough ride for you, okay? <laughs> like, really rough. Joey, kind stop of the name trying of the to win me over. Like, you're, yeah. you, I'm here. Like, you can admit that it's fun to have 30 gorgeous women fawning over you. It's fine. <laughs> Inside, however, Daisy is starting to struggle a little bit because it is hard for her to hear well with that much noise going on. There's just, like, when you have a cochlear implant, you know, having that much auditory information that's mixed together. I remember this from Abigail, mm. too, that, like, yeah. it can be hard to separate it all out and understand what's happening, and it's very overwhelming for her. I think especially if you've only had the cochlear implant for not that much time, and she said she only got it about a year ago. So I would imagine mm. her brain is really still adjusting to kind of have it, yeah, sort through all of those, all of those different sounds. Hmm. So she gets some time with Joey and tells him a little bit about the Christmas tree farm. And she's she's like, you know, I want to tell him about the implant, but there's more to me than that. So she seems to be wanting to kind of introduce him to other sides of her first. And they end up just having a nice conversation where she's like, how are you doing? Like, this is really about you finding love. I want you to be kind to yourself. And like, I'm here to like be supportive. And he is like, picking up what she's putting down. He's oh, like, he's, she's so into it. So he's gorgeous. so into her immediately. Yes. He loves her soft-spoken demeanor. He says it's captivating. And he ends up just, like, falling into her lips. Like, he can't resist. He just, like, leans in and just kisses her. And she's like, oh. And I love how shocked she was. She's <laughs> like, I didn't think he was going to want to kiss me. But he did. Best Christmas ever. So cute. I feel like she has that, like, beautiful but doesn't know it energy where she's coming into the interaction being like oh he wants to kiss me oh i i wasn't even thinking about that like and that's obviously we all love that energy it's very winning <sighs> meanwhile some of the women especially taylor are like openly shit talking jess who is like i don't care i'm not bothered i'm just feeling so good because of my connection with Joey. She's like, if that first impression rose doesn't go to me, I don't know who it's going to. And then she starts doing a little dance, being like, I am pa-umped, pa-umped, pa-umped. <laughs> I'm like, Jess, watch the show. This demeanor always comes before a fall. This is not yes. front-runner behavior. I know. No. I was just worried about her. I'm like, stop drinking. Just sit on the couch for a while. Mm-hmm observe <laughs> but no she she does not she's in fact so humped that she decides to to wander on over and interrupt taylor's conversation with joey we have a clip of part of this interaction I have someone that like relates to it and like yeah. understands like having divorced parents and everything is really i'm important. so sorry do you care if i still in for a quick sec second time yeah i'm sorry you sure we got yeah we got cut short the first time. Can we have like one more minute? Sure. Okay. Okay. I'll be over here. Sounds good. 
so awkward. So bad. Jill, I am like dying to know as someone who has been present for one of these nights, like how something like this happens. Like, did production make her do this? Like, yes. Oh my God. Right. Like, they sent her over. Well, it's also like you can't talk to him. There is no stealing. Yeah. I thought there was stealing. So I said, (laughs) there's no way that I'm going to go the first night without talking to him because I'll just go over and interrupt. I don't care. You, you, if you try to go up, a producer will say, no, 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 You cannot steal unless stolen too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, it has to be, it has to be set up. So it was, it was a setup and I do feel, but you don't have to agree to the setup. Right. Right. That, you know? That's the thing. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you girl, you're digging yourself a hole well, by agreeing to be the one. To, to, right. to do the stealing. And and we also haven't seen, I feel like, a lot of stealing. We've actually seen no stealing because I do feel like it is, I don't know, I feel like it's tired. Yeah. You know? And I also wonder if women especially are catching on. Like, I, oh, for sure. Exactly. Like, what I want, what we all, I think, probably wanted to say to Taylor, which is like, if production is having you do this, they're not your friends. You're being set no. up. To right. be some yeah. sort of villain or to be involved in drama, like if you're save yourself on your ball and you watch the show and you know mm-hmm. what's going on, you just be like, "No, I don't want. I am not going to interrupt." Right? Right. Exactly. Don't interrupt. And I feel like it also is such a weird position for the lead to be in because then they're just watching two people, Bing, 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 go back and forth. And Joe, you can tell he's like uncomfortable and. Yeah. Also, if you're the person who's trying to steal him, it's not like he's going to be excited to talk to you. That's the right. thing. Weird. Yeah, that, that is exactly the thing. And it's also, and that I mean, the the thing is that neither Jess nor Taylor ends up coming off particularly well because no. there's just like a visible annoyance and animosity between the two of them. And then Joey feels awkward, and you know that like that's the association he's going to carry right with. Yes, him you don't get the option of, of having him have a first memory of talking to you that isn't primarily about you being annoyed, which is exactly. what ends up with Taylor. Like that's the lingering memory I of her know. is her being annoyed that she's, yeah, she's like second time which yeah. i guess good for you for standing up but also i feel like the best thing to do in that situation if anybody's listening best thing to do <laughs> in that situation is just like i'm so glad we got to talk like i'll catch up with you later and be like yep. you know, yeah and then just walk away <laughs> and then it's talk fine. shit with your friends talk so yes. much shit with your friends yeah. it's gonna be shown but like uh it's very it's very strange that was that was that rubbed, I think, everybody yeah. the wrong way. Yeah. And then Jess, like, also loiters five feet away until Taylor eventually <sighs> leaves, which means that Taylor can't, like, finish the interaction in, a, in like, so a natural weird. way because she knows that they're being, like, listened to and watched. And as she walks away, as Taylor walks away, Jess is like, sorry, I'm not trying to be that girl. And you it's like, are. You are. You're like, you, you, that you agreed to be that girl, unfortunately. And, yeah. And her time was not cut off. Yeah. What is she talking about? They ended with making out. Like, didn't really kiss. I'm sure that they, I'm sure she's green. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, corporate green. (laughs) I feel like what she's saying is that, like, our conversation was ended before I wanted it to be ended, but you only get to talk for like five minutes. So, of course, it was. That doesn't count as you being like cut short. You got to make out with him. Like, that counts as a full (laughs) interaction. I'm sorry. Agreed. This is the thing that, like, gets on my nerves the most about Jess in this episode, though, is that she wants to, like, do the stuff. 
like stealing him, like bragging about the kiss and then be like, don't think of me as the person who does those things because in my heart, I'm not that person. Right. Yeah, you, if you're, you're going to take on the villain role, you have to kind of lean into it yeah. and embrace it. Own you it. can't be like, but I'm not doing it. I'm not being yeah. a villain. It's different when I do it. I do it in a pure of heart way. That's like fine. Like she even says, yeah. you know, I'm not here to make friends, which like, I haven't heard someone say that <laughs> so straightforwardly in seasons. <laughs> like, if it, speaking of outdated, yeah, you know, right. Lauren should come uh, in on this one. And then she's, ultimately, we don't see her really say anything to Joey, except that she wants to talk to him more than the other women want to talk to him. And so this is her proving that to him. And he's like, okay, great. Weird. <laughs> what a fun conversation. Now there are two girls in gold sequence who are in a fight, and it's going to be hard for me to not keep mixing their names up because they also look the same. Mm. Almost immediately, as soon as Jess returns to the group, Taylor, who has been revealing what happened to the other women, pulls her for a side chat. And she's really mad that Jess was, like, eavesdropping on their conversation and that she hovered while they were finishing up so that Taylor couldn't really kiss him. And so she's ready to, like, lay this all out to Jess. Jess's defense is like, well, I could tell it was a really serious conversation. And so I stepped back. And Taylor says, oh, so you were eavesdropping for a while. And Jess is like, why are you trying to make it seem like something it wasn't? You're trying to put actions and words in my mouth that didn't happen. And I'm like, Jess, it's, it seems like what it was, which is you were mm. hovering there. <laughs> and then you interrupted. And then you hovered some more. And I don't think Taylor needs to, like, put any words in your mouth to make it seem like that. Because that's what happened. We <laughs> saw it. It was very odd. I was like, Jess, do you think you're convincing anyone with this? There's some cognitive dissonance, I feel, going on with Jess. Like, yes. just not understanding maybe even repercussions to actions. Yes. And this is kind of a normal... This is like, you know, if stealing someone is part of the whole shebang, also having some one-on-one -on -one chats with somebody is also part of it, you know? Yeah. Owning up to... yeah, there, there has to be some sort of... I don't know, ownership of the action. But there's right, not, because there yeah. then it just goes into, well, I did it, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's, she, she also, literally if just if says, well, I did take, it. If you were going to take that tack, why did you go through all the other justifications first? Right. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. She's just trying different on. things that will get Taylor to just be like, okay, it's fine that you did that and drop it. And that's obviously not going to, happen like first she's just like oh i did mm -hmm. the respectful thing and i stepped back and taylor is like i don't feel like you are respectful and then she's like well you know i did it and yeah. then they have this weird exchange where taylor's like you've got to respect people and jess is like mm-hmm and taylor's like well i wouldn't have done what you did and jess is like well i'm sure it'll come back around and taylor finally says karma is real and then Jess says, I feel like that's a little backhanded, but okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. What? So you're going to call out Taylor for being, like, rude or for giving you the cold shoulder when she walked away, which she also calls out. She's like, I don't know what the cold shoulder was for. So you're going to call her out for these little social, like, microaggressions Slight. against you, these little mm -hmm. social slights. But you expect her to play nice while you're 
stepping all over her toes. You're expecting her to not call it out when you commit these social slights against her. The inconsistency there is really infuriating. Like, if you don't care about those social niceties when you're committing them, then you shouldn't care about about it when there's blowback either. It just, like, really irritated me. She just handles this terribly, and she ends up just being more irritating. Yeah. Because she's not committing to being a villain. She's trying to have it both ways. And it's just, you can just tell, like, this is not going to end well for her. And I honestly don't see her being on the show for that long. (laughs) That was my main takeaway. Yeah. So after this confrontation, Lauren and Allison have a little private meeting so that they can both establish that, yes, they do both like Joey and they both want to kiss him and marry him and (laughs) do all that stuff. But first, they have to shake hands and boop each other's noses because it's just too hard to keep this sister relationship a secret. There is an elephant in the room. Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone. They head back in to announce it to the whole group. They're like, there has been this weird elephant in the room this whole time. And you can see all the women being like, what? What? (laughs) Like, who are you? (laughs) At this point, a little asterisk pops up on screen saying, there was, in fact, no elephant in the room. (laughs) Yes, I love this. Excellent work editors more of this we love this cheekiness Mm -hmm. yes i love when they have fun with it and then they announce simultaneously that they are sisters and there is initially just an awkward silence everyone's just confused Um, yeah so weird yeah it's weird there is a flood then of like bemused questions it's like isn't it weird for you guys to like date the same guy and it seems like the consensus that quickly emerges is like if I had a sister or if it were my sister, I wouldn't do this experience with them. And I think they're nuts yeah. for doing this. And I also think, don't we get a little clip? They're like, well, we've like done it before, but there's like not a lot of yeah, overlap. They said, we've like, overlapped a little. And you're like, what? say more or say <laughs> or say less. I don't know. <laughs> so that, yeah, I had more questions. I, I came out with more questions than yeah. just... They were sisters. A weird thing is that we have had twins before, and I feel like often by coming out together, they mm. get less of people fixate less on how weird it is because they're just like, oh, look, twins were cast. And almost yeah. by pumping it up more and releasing the information later, the sisters made it it more of a talking point that they came they in. They made related. it more weird because they're like, we're separate. We are separately here to pursue Joey very separately. But yeah. we are also sisters. It the makes twins it seem like less like, of a gimmick that they're just like attached right. at the hip and they showed up mm-hmm. together and more just like, we're just two people who happen to be sisters who are competing for a man as exactly. separate people. Yeah. And, but then usually twins will be like, oh, we've never dated the same person. And yeah. instead they have dated the same person. And then you start to get like a weird vibe. What's going on here? But Lauren gets to talk with Joey first. She reveals that she is from Center City in Philadelphia. She's close to her family. She has a sister and two brothers. She tells him that he looks like he's a great kisser, and she's excited to find that out for herself. There is a very awkward-seeming pause. He does not lean in. He's not in a hurry to prove anything to her. I would die. I don't think he's that into Lauren. No. No, it's it's giving awkward energy for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, it seems like she is someone who is very competitive, very used to being able to like make things happen for herself, but she's not his vibe. And so he's just mm-hmm. not picking up what she's putting down. Meanwhile, Allison is giving in the moments about how Lauren having the upper hand by like going first with Joey is bringing up a jealousy aspect. I'm like, guys, we've barely started. And this is on night one. This is going to go so badly. <laughs> I know. It goes badly so quickly. It's like wild to watch. So she interrupts her own sister. So weird. Rough. Again, I'm like, production is loving this. They're like, why don't you, why don't you go talk to Joey now? Yes. While he's with your sister, go for it. Lauren says, like, oh, I'm not pissed off. I'm just salty. I wanted to kiss him first. I'm like, she's pissed. Allison then tells Joey about herself, and he starts to be like, oh, you're also from Center City, and you have a specific number of siblings. And I'm starting to feel like I've heard this story before, like, literally three seconds ago. And then Allison just goes for it. She leans in and kisses him. She doesn't really wait for him to initiate. No. Lauren, of course, is watching and she is livid because she needed to kiss him first because she's the eldest daughter. She bursts onto the scene, sits down on the couch next to Joey, and they reveal that they're sisters. They managed to do this in the most off-putting and weird way possible. It's it's so weird. And Joey's it's like, so yeah, weird. I was kind of putting that together. Yeah. Like, you were? Wow. <laughs> He's like, yeah. He's so kind about it. He's like, it's just, it's just really cool that you guys are willing to do this together. And I really look forward to getting to know you both more. Yeah. He does not seem excited about it at all. In fact, he expresses that he is very worried because he thinks things could get complicated. And he's correct. He's a man who knows about sisters. He has a pair of sisters. You can Mm -hmm. see it in so many ways that he handles the women. And even the way that as they're going back in, he's like, remember to grab your drinks, like watch your heads, like let's all get back inside. I'm like, he's used to being around a couple women at once. You know, he knows how this can go. Allie is teasing Lauren about being jealous. And Lauren is like, I'm not jealous. I'm happy and confident. I am going to marry Joey. Like, oh my God, this is such a nightmare already. Joey then sits down with Kelsey A. She tells him that she's from a military family and she actually grew up in Germany. So she doesn't have deep roots. She finds it very exciting to live in new places. Maybe Philadelphia or Honolulu. Like, who can say? She's open. I think this is the best trait for a bachelor that a contestant can have is just like a willingness to move to wherever he wants to live. (laughs) It's what they're always looking for. And Joey is very into her. He's like, I find her very striking. He holds up his little voodoo doll in his <laughs> during his ITM, and he says, little Joey, you just met a very pretty girl. <laughs> that was so cute. And also kind of like surprised me. I don't know why I was so surprised that they had such good chemistry, and he was like so into it. I feel like this is our first time seeing him, like, seeing him be, I don't know, yeah, it's there was so just like a it. real natural chemistry that yeah. totally shifted the power dynamic that we usually see yeah. between The Bachelor and the contestants. Mm-hmm. This was just like, oh, I'm watching a guy be like taken aback and like by yeah. his attraction it and like flirtatiousness so with this woman. Also, with the doll, I can't. Yeah. He loved the voodoo doll. Loved it. One of my favorite moments in a Bachelor season is always when a Bachelor is into something 
just a little bit off of the beaten bachelor trail, like something other than him sitting down with a blonde woman and being like, I love that your parents have been married for 35 years. So have my parents. And like, I'm really looking for my teammate and I can tell you are too. Like as as soon as there's any personality in a woman and he responds to it really well, that just makes me warm to a bachelor so much. I'm like, oh, he like, yeah, (laughs) it really is. (laughs) Also for a moment when he says little Joey, he hasn't held up the voodoo doll yet. And I thought he was talking about something else. And I was like, Joey, my God. And then I was like, okay, it's the oh voodoo God. doll. Right. It's, it's the tiny voodoo doll, not <laughs> the other thing. <laughs> um, then we we go back to Leia's card. It is hanging over everyone like the Sword of Damocles. She goes to sit by the fireplace and open it alone. She like can't wait anymore. She's too desperate to know what's in there. So she takes out the card and it says, months ago, you took a bold risk for love, which does, does that just mean like when she agreed to come on the show? I guess. Or or are we supposed to, is that for our benefit as the audience? Because it's been months since we've seen her. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe, maybe I've. It just made me confused. I was like, is there more I'm supposed to know about this woman? Like, is there more backstory that I'm not privy to? Because I'm confused about the timeline. But then the card says, now you're finally here at the Bachelor Mansion. This card gives you the power to steal a one-on-one date from anyone at any time before hometowns. Fascinating move by production. I am dying to hear everyone's thoughts on this. Yes. Yeah. Jill, what did you think of this? Oh my God, I feel like that's devastating. But honestly, like, it, it was interesting to see her reaction to it because if if I were getting, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't like break into tears. It really was like, I was like, wow, she is a better woman than I because I would have been maybe a little excited about it. Obviously, like going through the process and then, you know, if someone gets a one-on-one, they're so excited. It's honestly rare if you get a one-on-one and then for someone to take it away. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Like, it's a bad idea. It does put a tar- target on her back. That's like a reoccurring theme that we've been seeing tonight. Like, target on my back, target on my back. <laughs> but it kind of does. And it's just not nice. So it was interesting to see how quickly she realized how badly it could go. Without yeah. even... Yes. She seems very perceptive to how the process goes and how... Her actions affect other people and also Joey. Yes. yes. I really this, I found her. this so interesting. Yeah. It was it was almost like a Rorosh um test of like character. Yes. Because right. she immediately just sees the way that this could threaten her social dynamics with the women. Like I think some people would have gotten this and been like, okay, maybe this won't like help me with Joey, but this puts me in a powerful position within the world of the show. I will get, I'm guaranteed more screen time, Mm. more exposure, being a bigger part of the plot. And what Leia sees is like, the other women will hate me. It won't, it won't mean that Joey likes me more. Mm -hmm. So this is actually not useful to me because like, that's not really the kind of game that she has come into play. Whereas I Mm -hmm. think if that was given to a different kind of person, who was trying to play a different kind of game, it would have gone yeah. very differently. This definitely yeah. made me think of the Game of Roses paradigm of, yes. of watching this show because it's so obvious that she has, like, different moves that she can make with this card that would, like, appeal to different 
parts, like parts of the audience, the women, Joey, in different ways. And those could like benefit her or hurt her in different ways. And to watch her navigate that is something I feel Fascinating. like it was so mm-hmm. obvious that it was became such a strategic question. And she, yeah, she, at first she's like, I'm grateful, but like she can tell it's a bomb that's going to like blow up in her face. So how does she handle it? And does she really like take advantage of it despite the fact that it's going to make the women hate her? Or is she going to zag and do a, a totally different strategy with it? And I thought it was incredible that she took this thing that seems like the producer is really setting her up to be some sort of villain. And instead, she turned it into like the ultimate face turn and came out on oh top. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she she yes. actually made the best strategic move of all, ultimately. Yeah. yeah. So she meets up with Joey. She's all teary-eyed, crying. He hugs her, asks if she's okay. She apologizes. She's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't wait. I opened the the card without you. She gives it to him to read. He reads it and he gives her kind of like a big smile. It's interesting. He's almost like, Mm -hmm. and what do you have to say about this? Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. this is what she says. We have a clip. You know, I want to give a lot of autonomy to you Mm -hmm. in your journey and the intentions you set. And I also want to give a lot of, you know, love and respect to the women that have put their life on hold to come here and almost like play God in this and interfere with, you know, your journey. And uh, sorry, I'm like getting emotional. I just... I mean, she really, she she does it all. She's like, I respect your autonomy. This is your journey. I respect the other women. Mm -hmm. I love them. They're amazing. Like, I'm the kind of person that you know, is considerate of other people. I'm not controlling. Like, I'm a good sport. I'm I'm a, a, a warm-hearted, giving person. She says it all in like three sentences and he loves it. He's like, that says so much about your character. She's like, look, I can get all these little tricks or cards, but if I'm not your person, or as she says, if I'm not Joey's person at the end of this, <laughs> I'm not. And Joey is like, wow, she is really here. For the right reasons. Having, like, then played it this way for Joey, she then goes... And I don't want to imply that this is, like, so cynical, but I do think it is strategic in addition to, like, being genuine. She goes back in and and then does her play with the women, right? She's still tearful. She's trying to compose herself. She reveals to everyone after a long, drawn-out, like, emotional interlude what is on the card. And everyone is like, fuck. That's wild. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Like, we could have our one-on-one stolen at any moment. Also, like, who told you that anything in this world was fair? Yeah, nothing's oh, fair. Right. Bachelor anything world specifically. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. Come on. I think they're all... It's not about fairness. They're, all, they're especially obsessed with fairness on the show because it, it is so unfair, like, by it's definition. So they're trying to, like... You're trying to, like, get as much fairness into it as you can. You're clawing back yeah. fairness. And she thanks everyone for their grace and support. And then she gets up and throws it in the fire. Brilliant. So much better even than saying, I'm not going to take advantage of this. She could have, you know, ripped it up. Throwing it in the fire. (sighs) Cinematic. Cinematic, 10 out of 10. Incredible move, both from like a character perspective and also strategy perspective. Wins with everyone. Yeah. Because she really did everything she could. She did it the right way. Yeah. It was 
I was, was refreshing to see. Yeah, it yeah. was. I it loved was. it. I was like, she is. She is making exactly the right move, and she and she made sure that everyone knows, right? Yes. And so she True. has. She has <laughs> maximized the potential benefit to her reputation. As she should. As, As she, she should. should. I respect should. it. I Maria it. is like, that was the perfect thing to do. <laughs> Very noble of her. And a handful of the other women are like, if it was me, I would have taken it. I think it's, is it one of the women is like, some of you are going to jump into that fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah someone's going to jump into the fire. That's funny. But true. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be hard to watch that one-on-one date burning up. But I would feel like as Leia, I'm maybe guaranteeing myself an actual one-on-one date now. I agree. I Chosen was just thinking hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, my one-on-one date comes by stealing it, which is just a bad vibe for my my one-on-one date. Yeah, you don't want a one-on-one that you forced someone to go. Like, you yeah. don't want... It's like it's so weird. On any date, you don't want to be on a date that you had to trick the other person into being on. That's right. not going to be a, yeah. such a fun date. Surprise, it's me. You wanted it to be someone else. No. <laughs> then we see Lexi having her time with Joey. She's like, here's some stuff about me. I'm very down to earth and I've always played sports. It turns out the sport she is referring to is golf, which I guess is technically a sport. And <laughs> Joey says, oh, you're a golfer in this way that made me um, think that he has very specific associations with golfers. <laughs> like, he seems very struck by that. <laughs> I guess that he also plays a country club sport. Maybe they, you know, they're all mm, you know, there's in a, the clubhouse. There's an aesthetic overlap in some of the <laughs> outfits for women on a tennis mm. court and on a golf course. I feel course. like I've seen him on a golf course. I don't know if it was for promo or with some of the other boys, but I Ooh. feel like I've seen him on the golf course. Uh-huh. Or maybe he just looks like he belongs on one. But either <laughs> yeah. way, it's a vibe. Like it fits. It fits. Yeah. yeah. She got him a ball marker so that he can complete the golf foursome with her and her dad and brother. They kiss. He feels very drawn to her. And Maria hears about this kiss. Lexi kind of a bit more discreetly lets it slip to Evelyn and Maria. And Maria's like... People are asking her and she's like, oh, yeah, it was just a little peck. Just a little... Nothing. She's kind of trying to demure a little bit. And after this, Maria tells Evelyn that she is not going to kiss Joey tonight because he's already kissing too many girls. She wants to leave him wanting more. She wants to be different. But then she and Joey actually talk. And, you know, when you talk to Joey, all your resolutions about restraint, just like they fly right out the window. She very quickly gets kind of like the clownish music, I noticed, because she starts like teasing him for staring into her soul. And they do like the quick switch of the music to like dun, 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 yeah. sort of thing. And I was like, yeah, chill, guys. Like she's being normal. I thought this was like a very fun and natural conversation, which is actually they're not the norm. I I loved it. And also I can see getting a little overwhelmed by Joey just like staring directly into your eyes. Like that's intense eye contact. She reminds me of somebody. She kind of reminds me almost a little bit of Genevieve, but like there's this constant Mm. stream of consciousness in like nervous situations where like okay this is happening like very like okay I'm telling you literally everything that's in my head and there's something endearing about that which is like what he picked up on he's like she's gonna keep me on my toes because (laughs) I feel like there is always going to be this overwhelming like this is what's going on what are you doing like 
yeah, it was it was interesting to see. I thought it was yeah. so fun. It was such a different energy than we're used to in most of these interactions. We do have a clip of a conversation they have about their favorite movies. Okay, I actually have a couple questions for you. Fine, what? So first and foremost, do you like scary movies? I do like you scary do? movies. Because I love horror. I love getting dressed up. I was gonna guess there's a yeah. spooky and sexy side. Oh, I, 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 it's like, it's in me. Um, I love it. I can tell. Um, but yeah, no, I have not dated anyone that like likes it. And like it. it's part of my checklist. Okay, give me your top three favorite movies. Ooh, that is such a tough one. But first one that always comes to mind just because as a kid I watch it probably a thousand tell me, times tell me. is Remember the Titans. Excuse me? Can't, we can have opinions here. Don't okay, but like I'm sorry, the Titans. Okay, um, have you ever watched um, The Wedding Singer? The Wedding Singer in there, and you're giving me. <laughs> it's so playful. Also, I was like, you know what? Remember the Titans and The Wedding Singer are both perfectly appropriate movies to mm. have in your top ten lists. It is funny that they're talking about horror and then the first movies that they both offer are like the <laughs> furthest thing from horror. They're like, I love horror movies. So aesthetic and, anyway. Right. And a rom-com. <laughs> also, I was dying because uh, for anyone who's forgotten, ABC, Disney, same company. <laughs> and they use this opportunity to just have a little pop-up appear on the side of the screen saying, remember the Titans streaming now, Disney+. Plus." <laughs> Oh my God, that is so true. I was like integrated content. Yes, cross promotion. Yeah, they're like shop this episode of The Bachelor. SpawnCon is going so far. It's so, It runs so deep. And then you have to wonder like, did they tell Joey, like if anyone asks you what movies you like, (laughs) here is a library of Disney movies that you are allowed to respond to. Or they're like, yeah, there's an opportunity. (laughs) They're going to strike. <laughs> or maybe they. this is kind of the kind of thing they probably would have just usually cut completely, yes. but they were like branding opportunity. Also, <laughs> it's like, so what kind of car do you drive? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yeah. Hyundai, I honestly yeah. like it. <laughs> uh, that'd be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> in his in the moment, he calls her a firecracker with swagger who will keep him on his toes. And I love then, that he's like she has swagger. Yeah, she really yeah. does. She yeah. does. He like he see he's watching them. He's observant. They talk uh, star, star signs. He says he's a cusp, but ultimately a Gemini. And they agree that Geminis have a bad rap. I agree as a Gemini <laughs> myself. Um, we are unfairly looked down upon and i think joey and i are redeeming gemini's in the public eye you know he's really doing some important reparative work yes. for the gemini yeah. community it really is <laughs> they agree to just be themselves together and there's a fraught pause at the sort of pause oh in which it is inevitable that you will kiss like they're both clearly just like i need to kiss this person and they finally lean in and have a little makeout session. And then it's time for the first impression, Rose. One of the women tells the others that if they get it, that's great because it means they are very rememberable, which is so true. <laughs> I think that's a word hmm. we need and we should keep using it, even though it's not real. <laughs> rememberable. <laughs> Gosh. Joe. Okay. It's like how no, you know how you were memorable? You're actually re-memorable. Yes. Memorable. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Able wow. to be remembered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joey is also 
very overwhelmed by how many great women he's met. He's like, I want 10 first impression roses. And you know what? It worked for Sean Lowe. So why can't they give him 10 first impression roses? <laughs> but he only has one. He decides to give it to someone he believes is there for the right reasons and his characteristics he wants in his wife. And that person is Leia. So like immediately it pays off, oh, right? Yeah. Well, well played, girl. Well yep. done. You did the right thing. Oh. I just... I love this for her. Good job, Leia. I do. Evelyn, however, has not gotten time with him, and so she is starting to break down. It seems so rough to be one of the women who just has to stay up till six a.m. and doesn't even get to talk to. Yeah, the and you can't be like, me. yeah, well, that I'll was you. Did you not? Did you like, not? You I did didn't not get to talk, talk to him. him. You didn't get. No, to talk you go to him. into the first rows and you're like, bye. You're like, I'm going home. I guess it's so. Yeah, it's bad. And then, like, d- didn't you not get a date the first week after that? I didn't that? get a date the first oh week God, either, yeah. They put yeah. you through it. It's God. so rude. Well, because they knew the emotions are so easily accessible to me. But that's what I feel like maybe with Evelyn, too. It's like, they're gonna, uh, like They're trying they're to gonna break her. It. Yeah. yeah. Tra- and they have successfully broken her. God bless her. But, yeah. yeah. I, I related to it because I was like, if I was up that late and didn't even get to talk to the guy, I, too, would just start crying and all the, also do the thing that Evelyn did, which is like, I know this doesn't even matter, but like, <laughs> right. yeah. It's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's just when you make yourself vulnerable to making a connection and then you don't even get a chance. It's so hard. I'm like, yeah, it is hard, Evelyn. I'm like, Evelyn, that's fair. You showed it. up to your hinge date and like, he's not even coming to the bar, it seems like. He's an hour and late. You've been, and you've been at the bar for 12 hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Awful. So it's time for the rose ceremony. Evelyn is just fully breaking down. Joey enters and greets them. And he's like, you're all unbelievable in your own ways. I'm sorry if it doesn't work out in your favor. And like turning Hunger Games (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And he begins. The first rose goes to Allison. And Lauren is immediately fuming. She wanted a rose before Allison. She actually turns around when Allison comes back to the to the stands with her rose and sa- and whispers, "You did not get the first rose. Go fuck yourself." That killed me. <laughs> Wild. Also, I was like, "Wow, I love that." I don't even think Joey's that into Allison. They no. purely did this to torture Lauren. Yeah, a hundred percent. Next is Daisy, then Kelsey T, Lexi. Jess, Jen, Autumn, Krissa, Edwina, Kelsey A, Caitlin, Rachel, Erica, Medina, Sydney, Star, Marlena, Maria, who has like a like a pratfall filled acceptance. She jokes as she walks up, she's like, the suspense, and he laughs, and then she tries to hug him twice before he actually hands over the rose. And then she's like, oh, uh, I'm doing it all wrong, but it's fine. He's like, you're doing great. You're doing it your own way. That's amazing. Then uh, Taylor and then Evelyn. She lives to fight another day. So glad Evelyn made it. And now it's time for the final rose. And Lauren is stressed. She's like, Joey, I'm the older sister. Do not make me look dumb. She does, however, get the final rose. And immediately is chastising him. Like, really? You're going to give Allison the first and me the last rose? And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. And it's, like, so obvious. Yeah, the production was like, we're going to do it this way for effect. And he was like, okay. (laughs) But I'm going to be the one who gets in trouble for this. But okay, whatever. This means that going home are Zoe, Chandler, Samantha, Kayla, Sandra, Kira, Kira. 
Laney, Nat, Sam, and Talia. And women. Like, we didn't need to start with 32 women. No. That was a lot. I feel bad. I feel bad for anybody that goes home night one. Me too. It just, it sucks. It's a lot of buildup for for very little payoff. I know. I will say (sighs) that it does seem like commenting on his sexual prowess and penis size has a 0% success rate. um, Wow. Which is understandable. But yeah, a lot of women go home without any fanfare. We do see Sandra and Chandler crying and talking about how disappointed they are. Inside, Joey and the other women are toasting to the journey ahead. Then we get a little preview of the season. Romance, kissing, Maria and Jess are going to end up hating each other. Joey is terrified of opening (laughs) up to someone and it not being reciprocated. He's going to cry, as we know, on finale day. We hear him saying, I don't know what's happening. It feels wrong. We also see, did you see a letter? We saw a letter yes. that just said, we need to talk. <gasps> yeah, like, the ominousness <laughs> of this. I love I love it. You know, we need uh-huh. to get like some handwriting analysis in here to tell us who wrote this letter. Because I'm part mm-hmm. of me is like, is it like charity who's going to like come to give him advice or something? Like, is it going to be something totally innocuous like that? Right. Usually yeah. like half the things that they tease in these teasers are just out of context and innocuous. Yeah. They also have teased. They were like... Well, I guess I've heard him in interviews. He's like, no, as far as I know, it's never ended like this before. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, it's going to be something dumb. He's going to be, be like, something, yeah, it's going to be like something so history. dumb. Yeah. Like you're making history by there's all these women. It's going to be like, I don't know, like something very minimal. I yeah, feel like I, what I they're agree. teasing, like the most dramatic to me interpretation of what they're teasing, which is like him on the beach watching someone drive away being like, this feels wrong. I don't want to feel this way. Is him basically pulling an instant Mesnick. Like, I could see it being a setup for that. Like, him, like, right. dumping someone, they're driving away, and then he's like, no, call her back. Because right, like, not like, even not even being with the other person at all, just, right. like, immediately changing his mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. Like the I the most dramatic interpretation I have, yeah. because I don't, like, we don't see any footage of him, like, jumping a fence, or, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like mm-hmm. all the drama is happening on the beach. I don't know. It would be really, that would be a really tough look though. Yeah. I fear for him because he's doing so well, you know? Yeah. And he seems happy now. Like we're not getting the glimmers of like it ended so badly. He doesn't seem traumatized the way Clayton (laughs) seemed after his season. So I'm... That press tour was very rough. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I I have a feeling that it's going to be something that like feels maybe dramatic in the moment, but like it's all good now. That's I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Any, um, any any other guesses yeah. on what it is at the beginning of the season? I'm the only one putting myself out here. No, I liked I like your interpretation. <laughs> I I was like, is it the or, most? It, I don't or maybe know. Maybe he the, gets dumped before he can like give his yeah. dumping. That's the other possibility. That was the other thing I was thinking is that like he gets left. Like it kind of it feels less of his decision, and then he has mm-hmm. to go back to the other person. I was thinking maybe he was going to dump the first person, but she... But she dumped him, dumped first. him first. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, yeah. a good... I, I like that. That preserves his, you know... Yeah. Yeah, you don't want yeah. him to go crawling back and be like, the other no, one you don't want him to be an, no. an asshole to someone. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can't do or, that. I think that's yeah. the idea. I feel like what or, they want us to think by what they're teasing, but I don't think is what happened, is that, like, one of his final two or three, maybe final two, leaves on her own accord... 
And then he is like rejected mm. on proposal day. I feel like yeah. that's what they're trying to say. And I don't yeah. think that's what happened. I don't think so either. Any uh, any other final thoughts, Jill, on this episode and the season before we wrap up? I thought this was a great start. I am refreshed. I, I came into it a little cynical because I'm like, I don't know. We've just seen so much of the same for a while. And I haven't been invested in a bachelor. Sorry, Glean. I haven't been invested <laughs> in a bachelor like maybe like, for a really long time. And he seems so wonderful. So fingers crossed that well, it, that can be a good thing or a bad thing because sometimes people are praying for his downfall. But yeah. I am, you know, I am optimistic, we'll say. So yeah, I love you know, that. I'm we, excited. We're rolling into the season we're, with good vibes. It's going to be the best summer yeah. ever. Best summer ever. <laughs> we're right there with you, Jill. And, okay. you know, we can all just wait and see in, in what way, big or small, Joey will inevitably disappoint us. Which but until fun. then... That's fine. He's a man. Yeah. <laughs> then we're just gonna we're just gonna enjoy the ride. Jill, can you tell the people where they can find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> um, I guess just those two places. LinkedIn, if you really care, that's always a fun one. Um, just look up Jill Chin. You'll see my ugly mug, and then that's pretty much it. So yeah. <laughs> Love you I guys. Love that. Look oh, up Jill on LinkedIn. Uh, connect with her <laughs> yeah, about architectural she's history. Huge, huge yeah. on LinkedIn. Yes. Yay, LinkedIn girly. <laughs> okay. Jill, Jill you're you the so best. Much. Love you guys. We love I'm you. Back anytime. Yes. I shall. Now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. Let's start with Love to See It. We have quite a bit. First, we love to see the dramatic cold open set to Billie Eilish. Way to elevate the storytelling of this season right from the jump, ABC. Yeah, I want to see them carry that through. Be experimental. Try new things. I love it. I also love to see a super crush-worthy bachelor, like... Not to be so basic, but Joey gives us butterflies. Like, and finally. Like, that we deserve suit, this. Oh, it's so good. I mean, truly, like, the bar is is very low at this point. I'm just like, he is, like, seems so nice and genuine and pays attention to women. And, like, that <laughs> is enough for me. Same for a TV show. And also, like, look... We usually don't get that. Yeah. We usually do not get that. And also, I just, he's cute. (sighs) (laughs) We also love to see Joey's genuine interest in these women's lives. He asks questions. He recalls specific details. He he makes, like, very particular observations about their energies and characters. I mean, the bar is in hell, but, like, this man is doing it right. Yeah, women aren't just some sort of vast, undifferentiated, massive sex objects to him, you know? And that's beautiful. We also love to see Leia's very here-to-make-friends and I I would say very strategic, very wise reaction to receiving the power to steal a one-on-one date. I think that she played it so well. I loved seeing her not getting sucked into some sort of, like you know, inevitable drama situation by taking control and and handling it her own way. Absolutely. We also love to see some experimental fashion, specifically looking at Caitlyn and her fabulous ensemble, Maria's really interesting, like, cut-out gauzy dress. 
more yeah. of that, please. Yes. And like lots of jumpsuits this season. We've come a long way from That's that one true. season where one woman was in a jumpsuit and she immediately got sent home. I also... You're allowed. Women can wear <laughs> pants now. They're allowed. <laughs> We love to see Sandra's self-awareness in her exit. And she says, like, I don't want to be a crying meme. And of course, they had to try to take that and turn it into a crying meme. But these women watch the show. They know what's going to happen. And it's just kind of like, as a viewer of the show, I saw myself in, in Sandra in that moment. Yeah, we really felt for her. And now it's time for Hate to See It. I'm sorry, but we hate to see this more women than ever bullshit. Yeah. We didn't even meet half of them. Ten of them got sent home. It's unnecessary. It's just putting more people through like a sleepless night and then set up to be embarrassed. Like, we don't need it, guys. 22 to start was excellent on Golden. Yeah, perfect. I mean, we, we didn't need them. And it's such a cheap thing to pat yourself on the back for making history with. All you have to do is not cut the last two people in the casting process. That's it. Like, wow, you really made history. Come on. We also hated to see Jess immediately putting a target on her own back by parading her kiss around to the other women and then interrupting Taylor's first chat with Joey to get more time. I also hate the little Ipu, like, speech kick that she has. I I hate it it so much. A little smoochy poo, a little drinky poo. I hate Uh, it. Make it stop, Claire. (laughs) I hated to see it. I really want Jess to take a beat and recalibrate. (laughs) Me too. Me too. And finally, I'm sorry, but I hate the sisters gimmick. I'm I'm sorry. I don't like it. It makes me feel a little uncomfy. Nothing against Lauren or Allison. I just... Yeah. I don't love it when they do it with twins. Yeah. I don't love it when they do it with related non-twins. It's not for me. Yeah, I don't love that they are very gamely like pitting themselves against each other and really playing into this antagonistic relationship with each other and also being like, we're best friends and the way that Lauren is trying to boss Allison around and call dibs. Like, it's just like bad vibes. Uh, Having a sister seems more complicated than I could have ever imagined, I have to say, based on watching this. But we'll see how that plays out for them. And now it's time for our season rating. This season, we will be rating Joey's Camp Counselor Energy out of 10 ooey-gooey s'mores. And this episode, I think it's a really strong start. What do you think, Claire? Yeah, I mean, for me, this was at least a 9. Like 9.5? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... I felt like there was the perfect amount of conflict and drama. I like that they tried some different things. Joey is really bringing that camp counselor energy throughout. He is, like, encouraging the women. He's trying to, like, look out for them. He's trying to support them. Facilitate a great experience for the group, (laughs) which is what I really look for in my camp counselor. He's like, we're going to have a really good summer, but also a fun summer for everyone. Exactly. Yeah, this should like, be I fun. Can't, I can't believe I forgot to mention what a blast this will be. <laughs> Even if you don't win the color war, you're going to have fun yeah. and bring spirit. <laughs> That's what camp's all about. So yeah, I think a 9.5. This was a very strong start. And I do suspect that we will see 
some of our peak camp counselor energy in these early weeks when he is kind of managing the dynamics of the group. Yeah, like, what does it even mean to be a camp counselor when you only have, like, three campers you know right now I guess we'll see he's he's really this he's is, really yeah, hurting this is his moment he's to shine really, yeah. <laughs> I I loved it this was a great episode for him and I can't wait to see how the rest of this this wonderful camp summer is going to play out for all of us On that note, that's it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Claire Fallon, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Salim Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like Love to See It, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, and leave a review. And of course, spread the word to all of your friends about our show. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clarinemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok at Love to See It Pod and on Instagram at clarinemmapod. And you can find our newsletter rich text on Substack at clarinemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emily Rose. And I'm at Clary Fallon. We'll be back next week. Stitcher. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.